0: was an old prosthetic eye made of hand-blown glass, the onyx-black pupil surrounded by a hand-painted marine blue iris centered on a porcelain-white background. The eye had been a gift to him from his own father, and he had always kept it on his work table. As a child, Elizabeth had been afraid to touch it because it looked so real, but after her father died, she kept it in the drawer of her dressing table, and at least once a day, she'd hold it in her hand long enough for the cool glass to become warm and the memory of her father's touch visceral. Elizabeth continued her habit of going to the Stadtwald, where she mostly drew the birds. She became so attuned to their songs and habits that she could distinguish the high-pitched of a swallow from the sneezy of a woodcock. She never tired of watching over their eggs or waiting for the mature birds to come back from their hunt and drop dinner down the throats of their chicks. Sometimes a wren or a starling would stop at her feet and peck at her shoes. They would stare at her with their keen black eyes, and she would feel certain that something had transpired between them. She felt her father in the bird's presence. She was certain they hovered as if they were keeping watch and guiding her how else to explain why they would stand still before her long enough that she could sketch their forms and memorize their plumage. It was a childish habit, she knew, but this morning as she walked toward the streetcar, she checked the sunless sky for a bird, any sign of one. There was nothing. All right, she said to herself, it will be Professor Schneider and me. I hope he's prepared. Defiance was an old friend. It stuck with her when schoolmates taunted and called her bird brain and saw her through her mother's relentless chiding. The birds will not put food on your table or keep you warm at night. Every evening when she returned from the Stadtwald, her mother would grab her hands. Wash that filth from your fingers. Your hands are like a common ditch diggers. Elizabeth would examine the dusty colors on her fingers. The rosy gray of a pine grosbeak's rump Crimson from the crested head of a great spotted woodpecker, a yellow smudge from a wagtail's belly, her treasures of the day. Dirt is dirt. You and your father, you live with your heads in the clouds. Her mother never tired of pointing out the ways in which Elizabeth and her father were tethered, as if she was still trying to insinuate herself between them, even after his death. Surely the professor shared Elizabeth's passion. The wind picked up. For all the time she'd spent pinning her hair into a bun this morning, she could feel strands of it coming undone. She pulled her shawl tighter around her head. She had heard that the professor from Heidelberg was an elegant man, even something of a dandy. Then she remembered her mother's warning. Don't forget to wear your gloves. She dismissed this concern. Surely the professor had better things to worry about than her poor hands. After a 20-minute ride on the streetcar, she got out at Schweizerstrasse and faced a row of old stone houses with pointed roofs and smoke coming out of their chimneys. They were red-brick storybook houses, the kind of places that Hansel and Gretel might have called home. She rapped on number 916, the one with the cast-iron door knocker in the shape of an eagle's head, and was greeted by a chubby-faced woman with cheeks the color of last night's claret. How do you do, the woman said. You must be Fräulein Arnstein. May I take your coat? Please, sit here by the fire. You must be freezing on a morning like this. The woman disappeared through a heavy oak door, closing it behind her. Elizabeth sat on an overstuffed chair before the fire, her portfolio in her lap. There was a worn rug at her feet and on the walls, some of the framed original illustrations from the professor's book, The Wildlife of Central Europe. Published five years earlier, in 1885, it had become an instant classic, and Elizabeth had memorized every illustration in it, drawn by the professor's co-author, an older gentleman who'd passed away shortly before the book was published. Now she rose to study the drawings up close. The colors were gorgeous, even transcendent, and the drawings were perfectly composed. But the details were muddy, and the quills on the porcupine didn't look rem-